Good afternoon, Ryan. Hey, DeRay, how's good it going? Evening. Good evening, I was just saying. <laughs> good evening. Right. How you guys doing? Hey, I'm good, man. I see you. I see you. All right. All right. So we have Ryan, Ryan Ingolstadt. Did I say your name right, Ryan? That's right. Okay, thanks. I hope I didn't butcher you, man. Hopefully. You said the right perfectly. The right perfectly. <laughs> and that's my co-host, Daniel Linton. Yeah, nice to meet you, Ryan, man. How you doing, Daniel? Good. Oh. I heard a lot about your channel. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a work in progress. Same over here. Same over same, here. Same. So, yeah, so we got a couple of questions about what you do in your podcast. Awesome. Uh, so if you would like to just introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little about uh, about yourself, that'd be perfect. Sure thing. So thank you again. Uh, my name is Ryan Engelstad, and my podcast is called The Best Medicine Podcast. And it's a mental health focused podcast where I talk to people about mental health problems and try to sort of normalize problems around mental health. So making it easier to talk about these problems, making it more common, um, making it lighter. Um, I talk to both regular people who have dealt with these mental health issues and also mm-hmm. experts who can offer suggestions and coping skills for people who are still struggling. Okay. Oh, awesome, man. All That's right. Cool. Uh, so, so in our podcast, we talk a lot about sports and like lifestyle of stuff. Um, but our biggest thing is sports. That's what brings us together. Uh, I should say the most. Um, so I got a question. Uh, what is the role of sports when it comes to mental illness in your opinion? Yeah, so uh, that's a, it's a great question. For me, um, sports provide and both an outlet and okay. I think an opportunity for connection, both with your own sort of individual passion and the passion on a social level. And mm-hmm. for people who are struggling with depression or anxiety or um, like traumatic issues in their lives, having those kind of outlets is, is really important because okay. if without that stuff, you know, it can be really easy to start becoming, you know, the person that stays home all the time and is just sort of stuck in that negative place. Okay. Well, I, I think I can speak for me and Daniel both growing up in like yeah, uh, definitely. low poverty neighborhoods and uh, stuff of, uh, yeah, low poverty neighborhoods, uh, at risk kids, uh, at risk neighborhood, just everything was just, is a bad melting pot for us growing up and i believe sports for us like kind of help redirect us from being i don't want to say like mentally unhealthy if i should say you know um yeah, we yeah. grew up yeah that's a, that's a pr- correct word to say yeah that's fine yeah i mean we we think of it as you know we don't we don't we're trying to make people think like they're crazy or anything like that so okay, it's, yeah it's really just uh you know I think you said it exactly fine. You know, if, if you're unhealthy, it means you're not taking care of yourself as well as you could be. Okay. But as, as you're talking about, whether it's with sports or social connection, you know, that's the healthiest way that pe- we can take care of ourselves. All right. Yeah. We, we grew up in like, um, dang, how, how, how do you say it? Like the real, real rough neighborhoods. The ghetto. The ghetto. And it's pretty, um, the things you see will numb you. And later on in life, you will start feeling like this um, this big weight on your shoulders, and, and then you don't know how to react to it. You know, we're from the same neighborhood as like Kanye West, so yeah. to see him on TV and yeah. see him go through some of those things, we we can almost like um, put ourselves in his shoes and and, and 
kind of almost understand how he got to that, how he got to that place. And we're lucky and fortunate enough to like have sports for us, you know. So Absolutely. having that positive outlet coming from that place is is super important. Yeah. So, um, how do sports um, help with being like mentally healthy? How does that help? You know, like what are some ways that it can help? Yeah. So for me, and I use basketball as as one of the best examples of this is when you're playing basketball, you can't also be thinking about the things that are stressing you out. Definitely. Because definitely. Definitely. That's so true. You have to be locked in to, you know, either you're playing like you're, you're on offense, you had the ball, um, you're, you're, you have one goal and that's to score or you're on defense and you have one goal and that's to stop your man from scoring. Mm-hmm. You can't be thinking about, you know, what my grades are or what I have to do for dinner tonight or my girlfriend problems or whatever. You can't be thinking about any of that stuff. You're just yeah. locked in. So, man. yeah, because if you do, it's going to be a really bad day. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, a bad so day. So, so for me, that's what we call mindfulness. That's being like present in the moment. And basketball is one of the best sports for that because, you know, the only breaks are, you know, timeouts and at the end of, you know, halves, if you play halves or, um, you know, at the end of the game. Otherwise, you have to be completely locked in if you're going to be, you know, really playing. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's a wash. So mm-hmm. when it comes to, to mental health, you know, if you're depressed – you're, you're stuck in past or negative present. Um, if you're anxious, you're worried about negative future stuff that could happen or you're catastrophizing about bad stuff in the future that could happen. But if you're okay. playing sports where you're connected with people, you have to be in that present moment to, to be successful. So if basketball is important to you, you're going to be locked in. You're going to be focused on accomplishing the team goal or even just the individual goal. You know, if you're playing pickup on the you're going to be focused on that moment. That's why it's a huge thing for me. All right. Uh, Dan, you had some questions, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely do. Hearing you talk about that is, like, actually crazy because it's so true and relatable. Like, I could be having possibly, like, the worst day, and then, like, I get a ball in my hand. I've been shooting around. I'm playing, and just go out the window. But um, uh, one of the questions I have for you were, how does being injured – like an injury that happens from like playing sports, how does that affect your mental health? Yeah, that's a great question. It's funny. I actually, um, this was um, probably going back six or seven years. I tore all the ligaments on the outside of my left ankle playing basketball. Oh, wow. Yeah, I tried to do a jump cut, and that's not something that I typically do. So I, I learned my lesson. Uh, <laughs> but basically, I was out for you know, six months, you know, at, at least because um, that's jumping, that's everything, that's cutting. So I really couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my wife will tell you that I was, I was a, a wreck, you know. Um, I couldn't do the, the one of the few things that helped me feel good. Um, so taking that away, you know, it, it makes it really easy for stuff like depression and anxiety to creep back in. You know, you start thinking, am I ever going to be as good as I was? You know, which not, which wasn't, you know, anything significant, but even just being able to play in a men's league yeah. important to me. Um, so am I ever going to be able to do that again? You know, you can get kind of stuck on the couch, you know, with your leg in a cast feeling like, um, you know, you know, do, do people still care? Do, do people still yeah, think about yeah. me? Yeah. You know, am I still a part of that, um, you know, that, 
that run, you know, are guys thinking about me when I'm not there for a Definitely, definitely. I, de- I definitely can understand that. I definitely can understand that. Stuck in those negative thoughts when you're injured and not being able to do the things that you want to do. So that's why, it's, for me, it was even more important that even though I was injured, I still went out to the games. You know, I still went to the bar afterwards to, to hang mm-hmm. out. Uh, yeah. I had to stay around that social environment because without that, you know, I lost even more of the sort of positive stuff that basketball would give to me. Yeah, I could definitely uh, relate to that. I just moved from Chicago to California. So I left pretty much my family, my friends, and I I had a regular routine where I played basketball on Sundays since Daniel was in grammar school. um, It's the same same schedule for me. And then when I got here, it was like, okay, what do I do now? So I sat in the house for like two weeks and just was like, kind of like depressed i should say like okay do my friends miss me they're still playing basketball okay i need to go find (laughs) something to do so like then the last two weeks for me has been like whoa you know then i just started finding like some gyms to go to so now i I could definitely understand like being that social environment where it's not as you know as lonely as you may think it is in your own head i can definitely can feel with that yeah um lastly um can you share a few resources for our fans who are listening, maybe struggling with like mental health issues, because I, I want to say, over the last year or so, two years or so, I'm now hearing more about mental health. You know, people are not afraid to speak on it. You know, I, I watch a lot of NBA, so like Kevin Love spoke about it, Demar yeah, yeah, yeah. spoke about it. So yep. now it's like, I don't want to say it's it's it's, it's, a, it's still a, it's a comfortable thing to talk about, but it's getting to that place where it's more comfortable and if people can find more resources you know to help them out if you can share some if you have any yeah absolutely so it part of it depends on sort of what you feel like your needs are i mean for people who are you know having really serious issues with depression um you know even struggling with like really negative thoughts about hurting themselves and stuff which happens when when it gets really serious mm-hmm. um you know the most important thing if it if it is that serious is to get help now whether that's you know, if you need, you know, the sort of national um, suicide hotline, either that's that's real easy, free, 365, uh, I should say 24-7, 365 online. Um, they have both a chat service and a number you can call anytime. But if it's, you know, just stuff that you sh- maybe you think I might benefit from talking to somebody, I don't know. Um, you know, let's say if you're in school, for example, if you're in, in high school or in college, um, Almost all colleges nowadays have student resource centers or um, like student mental health services. All right. And that's a big source of support. A lot of times kids in school don't know that those services exist. But I, if, I had no idea. Yeah. But it's becoming more and more important for colleges and high schools to offer those services. So if you go to your guidance counselor um, or your student advisor, they can direct you to those services. Um, outside of college, um, you know, most, um, I would say, you know, if you think about the sort of community resources in your area, whether that's, um, doctor, um, church, um, mm-hmm. you know, even like local libraries and stuff like that are good places to start to find where the resources are in your area. Um, because that's, those are the people that are going to know, oh yeah, we do have like a community mental health center where they offer, you know, let's say group therapy or individual therapy that people might all benefit right. from. Okay. But, but in terms of, you know, the, the next thing now is all these services that are available on the internet. So if you feel like mm-hmm. you need maybe some help, um, 
um, let's say working on some negative thoughts or eating healthier or getting a, a healthier workout routine. There are some really cool coaching uh, services online now where you can have a individual coach, you know, for the cost of, you know, let's say 15 bucks a week, which is basically like a copay that you would be paying to see a doctor once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have an individual chat with a coach who will work with you on specific goals and really make some initial progress. And you can really see like, yes, I benefit from talking to people about this stuff or, you know, or maybe this is enough to get me through what I'm going through right now. Okay. Oh, well, well thank you very much. Thank you. That's, that's very insightful. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, uh, my last question about mental health, are there like any like, um, red flags that, that people see early on and and like mental health? Yeah. It's pretty much case by case. Yeah. Well, a little bit, but I would say for me, red flags are, you know, if you're not enjoying the things you typically enjoy as much, you know, you going back to basketball as an example, I know for me that things are not good when, you know, I I play early in the morning. So I play at like 6am a couple days a week. Um, All right. I know if I go a week or two and I sleep through my alarm and I'm, I'm just like, oh, I don't care. You know, I don't need to play this week. I know for me, that's a red flag. It's like, what's going on for me that the thing that's usually important is just being let go. Um, same thing goes for like contact with people. So if you, you know, usually talk to your family, whether it be your parents or brothers, sisters or even close friends, if you usually talk to them, you know, once a week, um, you know, even every weekend and all of a sudden you can't remember the last time you talked to your best friend or it's been a month, like, okay, yeah. what's going on for me that I've been kind of isolating myself from people that I care about. Um, those are some really important flags to look at. Um, as far as stuff at like school at work, if you find yourself procrastinating a lot, you know, putting aside things that are important, especially if you're on deadlines and things like that, those are also good, uh, warning signs to look for that basically if you're letting go of things that used to be important to you make sure you catch yourself and start talking to somebody about that all right okay cool so we're gonna take a a nice little turn on our podcast and we're gonna you know get a little lighter on that yeah yeah but but thanks for all that insight thank you pretty thank you very much for all that okay so uh, on, on our on our podcast me and daniel we usually just you know um find things to pretty much me just crush him in every argument. So it's pretty <sighs> the ratio. You know, I win everything. I win, I win all the arguments. So, you know, I got, I got a couple of things and I'm going to just throw out there and I'll give you selections pretty much. So you say you're, you're a big basketball fan? That's right. Okay, cool. So I got this picture in front of me. Uh, and it's pretty much asking um, the best passer in NBA history. Who do you consider the best passer in NBA history? I, got, I can read you off the list. So I have like Isaiah Thomas. Jason Kidd, Chris Paul, John Stockton, Magic Johnson, uh, LeBron James, Oscar Robertson, Steve Nash. What do you think? Well, if you have anybody that's besides that list you want to throw out. Uh, no, I mean, those, those are the big ones that first came to my head. Um, yeah, yeah. Right when you asked the question, the first names that popped into my head were Magic, um, Steve Nash, and Jason Kidd. Um, you know, um, in terms of people that are playing right now, I'm a little bit of a homer. I love John Wall. Uh, oh, my John Lord, Wall, no, John no. Wall. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a curse. Um, but I, I Yes, do. it is. Yeah, I know. Um, but, no, I, I have a lot of respect for those guys. I, I'm not comparing him to those guys by any means. But um, Okay. 
But yeah, so who's who's the best passer, hands down, ever? So, yeah, so for me, um, I'd probably go Magic. Um, you know, when you think about Showtime and you go look at those highlights, um, he was ahead of his time, um, unless you think about way back, like Pete Maravich and stuff like that. Oh, um, man. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he really started to unleash, like, you think about fast breaks and um, no-look passes and stuff like that. You know, that's, you know, the guys who are coming up now um, really emulate their stuff after, um, you know, guys like that. So I go, yeah. I'd probably go Magic. Danny, who you got? The greatest passer of all time to me would have to be Magic Johnson. It's simple, it, like, it, it's just, like, it's crazy because he would see, like, three steps ahead, but he would, like, make it look like he's, like, baiting you into making it seem like he doesn't know how to make a right pass. Like, the no looks that he would throw, like, he would fake it this, like, all in the air. He would jump in the air, fake pass one way, and then throw it the next way. Like, he was, like, he was different. The way he played, he was cerebral. It, it okay. wasn't so much as, like, Showtime, Flash, and he was super cerebral, and he was 6'11", too, so he could see over yeah. every deep. Oh, okay, yeah. so if, if I tell you guys John Stockett is the league leader in assists, doesn't that get him, like, a notch over Magic Johnson or no? No. I think no? that gets him some, some respect, but I don't know that I would uh... – <laughs> I don't know that I would put him on top. I mean, it really goes down to what, what do you value? I mean, Stockton okay. for sure, um, you know, he had, you know, I, is it Malone the all-time scorer all-time, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. A, lot of so, that, a lot of that helps from John Stockton. Right, so there you go. Yeah, so that I, I put part of that on that. Um, yeah. Okay, so I, 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 I don't have a problem with Matt Johns. I don't have a problem with him. That's, that's fine. We, we, we can we – can, Settle on that one. Um, so my, my next one, rookie of the year candidate. Who who do we believe is like rookie of the year? You know, it's been a lot of um, Luca, Luca um, love. I, I haven't seen enough of him to like to crown him the, the rookie yeah. of the year. I haven't seen enough. Who do you guys think is rookie of the year going to be like a surprise? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy because based on summer league, um, you know, there are a couple of guys that stood out, but – you know, the, you, like you said, Luka Doncic having all the love, but I haven't seen him since, what, EuroLeague, which I guess was yeah. back in the spring. Um, yeah. So if I had to, like, put money on somebody, I would probably be him just because of the unknown factor because I didn't see anything from, what's his name, uh, DeAndre Ayton. You know, I didn't see anything huge from him in the preseason. I don't think Phoenix is going to be very good. So um, I'd probably go uh, Luka right now. Luca. Yeah. I would say Colin Sexton. Yeah, I'll, he's gonna have okay, a ball yeah. in his hand. He yeah. is going to have a ball. He's gonna have a ball. He's he's gonna have a great year. He's gonna get a lot of shots. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do everything he wanted to do pretty much. Well, right. And I don't you, think it's like yeah. go ahead. You think about guys that are gonna get the most usage, right? Like the guys that yeah, have, yeah, have the yeah. ball in their hands the most. Yeah, he's gonna be one of them for sure. And and Luca's gonna have to like um adapt to the game like you sure. don't have to adapt to the nba game the, the, the u.s game it's it's a little faster yep uh he's a he's a lot slower yep so Athletic. Athletic what, course, what yeah. position what position is he going to play one or the two i mean you, just I got, you got dennis smith there i think he's got to go number two yeah, he, right? he got to yeah. go two right i mean can he guard the twos uh that's gonna be a hard job like i don't see him guarding like 
I don't like DeMar Rosen like that much. I don't see him guarding him or, or Bradley Beal hometown face. Mm-hmm. I don't see him I don't see him checking Bradley Beal. I don't see him I don't see it happening. He's tall, you know, right? So, he's just not fast. Yeah, he's six eight, you yeah. know, but these guys are like they're lightning quick. Yeah, true. You know, even the centers are lightning quick. So yeah. you're like you're like the anomaly in, in the gym. Yeah, so that's gonna be a, you probably a didn't draft him for his defense, though. I think your hope is definitely, that, uh, definitely. You got you got uh, DeAndre Jordan in the back now. You can feed some guys into him and hope for the best. I, but then it's like, is he gonna get enough shots with Dennis Smith? I, I feel like that's gonna be like somewhat a problem in, in the long haul for them. But rookie, yeah, I would say Colin Sexton because of the usage rate. Yep. He's gonna get a lot of a lot of opportunities to look good. He's gonna get so many opportunities. Well, I think there? if we're gonna use his rate, I would have to go Trey Young. I mean, on this list, he has zero percent. Honestly, okay. out of everybody, the current NBA, his game translates the best into the current NBA. Oh yeah, true, and very true. I've seen him play against pros. Like I just seen him playing against Melo and them. Like he was like, Wait, what, he looks like Mello? he belongs. Mello don't no, get no love. he's playing against <laughs> Melo, CJ McCollum. Um, okay. Who else was in that? Lance Stevenson was playing. It was it was a lot of like it was a lot of decent players, and he was playing like his game just looks like Steph really, <laughs> and like he's a great shooter. So I think, especially the way like he started like easing into it towards the summer league towards the end, he gonna have a big okay. Year. Okay, so my next question is: Trey Young, the next coming of Steph Curry? What do you guys think? Man, my first my first instinct is no, uh, because <laughs> Steph Curry is going to be your all time three point leader, you know, for a long probably time. automatic Hall of Fame, you know. Yes. So I think to to put that much pressure on Trey Young is asking a lot. He didn't. He was pretty inconsistent at best in summer league. Um, he's definitely going to get the usage rate, but if his if his shooting percentage is bad and the Hawks are bad, I'd be really surprised if he won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He he struggled the last half of the college season, yeah. Because the teams got hip to what he was doing. It was like, okay, we're gonna touch him up a little bit. Like, what's the kid name from West Virginia? Uh, Javion Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, he's he's hometown. He's from, he's from Maywood, Illinois. So you know, lots of love go to him. Yeah. And he pretty much just put the vice grips on a little Trey Young. So yeah, so yeah, I I believe Trey. I don't, I don't think Trey Young is gonna do well the first year or two. I just, I just don't think he's gonna do well. He. He may be a Jimmy for that kind. Oh sure. He he like may he may shooter, for that. but can't do much on defense. Yeah, and then Jimmy for that is no longer in the league. That's so right. he may he I hope hopefully he, he can stand in and you know be a knockdown shooter. But I, I just I just don't understand it. I don't know. I think um, with the Jimmy for that yeah, before you finish, uh, I think with the Jimmy for that comparisons you can't compare him. Like I said, his game translates more. It's not just shooting threes like. If you actually really watched him at Oklahoma, he led the he led the NCAA in assists. Like he can yeah, pass he the ball. Like his passing yeah. is not it goes beyond the stat book. Like his passing, like he's a very gifted passer. So I think with his shooting ability, if his shot selection can get better, not him shooting better, because he's gonna make shots. I think okay. if his shot selection gets better, everything else will fall into place. Because then more people would be open. Because he could catch and shoot. He could shoot on ball. He could dribble. Like I think once he gets like his shot selection down, he's gonna be like un- unstoppable. Okay, okay. Um, so Ryan, so the Wizards. Yeah. Do do you do you like Dwight Howard pickup? <laughs> well, I was I was talking to my brother about this. I I like it from the sense of 
if they're going to be bad again, at least they'll be bad in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> like, at least the chaos will be for a different reason. Instead of, you know, Brad Beal and John Wall feuding, it'll just be everybody with Dwight. Um, so from that end, and, and look, no matter how you slice it, he is an improvement on Gortat. So, and he's, and he's probably the best center that Wall's ever played with. So I'm trying to be optimistic, um, you know, but obviously from an attitude, you know, uh, team chemistry standpoint, I have a lot of concerns. Oh, yeah, a lot of concerns. Man, I, I, for our last couple of podcasts, me and Daniel, have, we have fought tooth and nail about who, Daniel? John Wall. John Wall. Really? I just don't think, I don't think John Wall is like, something is missing with his game. Yeah. That's you He's like, Good. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's talented as heck, but I don't think he's a top five point guard. I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's a star at the best. Okay, and so I don't who are stars to you though? That's what I'm not. Who are stars? And him. Who are he's a star. He's a star. Okay, so who else would you consider a star? A star. Another another star would be like um, Goran Dragic. He's a star. So it's like no, all-star, all-star level, but not. Yeah, he's, all, yeah, he's, he's, he's not an all-star. League. He's not in that league. He's not in that league. Um, but like, you, you, asked me, you asked me who's a star. But, I, I thought of him so, first. So, I mean, that means you're saying like they're like Victor, v- Victor Oladipo, Victor is a star. See, look, this is why we argue. Because we always <laughs> throw out these wild names. John Wall averaged a triple-double off. He was one assist off. No, one rebound off of averaging triple double. Not a 31, 10, and 10 triple double. Right. Uh, 20, like 13, and 9 triple. Like he was close to averaging like a very nice triple double. So yeah. it wasn't no flat triple double. He was going, he was on pace to averaging like 25, 13, and 10, like all that for that year if he didn't get injured. So don't put him in no Gordon Drogic type of <laughs> conversation because they don't compare. The only problem no, you, he has is team morale, and that's simply on the coaches. Uh oh, we, we'll, we'll ask the Wizard fans. Yeah. Is, is that true? In terms of the uh, the the team morale, I mean it's it's yeah. funny. It's hard to ignore. Like when he went out for a while, it really seemed like the team was playing. Really well. They was lifted. They was yeah, lifted. It was, they felt it was really good. It was crazy to watch. Um, but then at the same time, like nobody would say that they'd be better without him in the playoffs. Um, no, not at all. But the the team chemistry thing, I, I think, you know, especially from a passing standpoint, um, you know, the ball was whipping around the court, and then when he gets in there, you know, he's a good assist guy, no question. But he pounds the ball when it comes down to crunch time, and takes these little. Um, you know, little floaters or little uh, step backs, um, you know, mid-range game. And that's when it seems like something's missing from his game is that he doesn't feel like a – I'm not saying that he's not clutch because he's hit some big shots in his career, but um, I would say his he's approach – He's a Russell Westbrook, as you Yeah, say. his approach to the end of the game doesn't feel like it leads to success. Like, we have this sort of formula of – really good ball movement that works for most of the game. And then him and, and Bradley does it too. They get down to crunch time and then it's all, you know, one-on-one stuff. And that's not either their really game. It's definitely not John Wall's yeah. game. It's definitely yeah. not John Wall's game. I, 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 lo- I love John Wall. I love him. He's a great, he's a great talent. I, I watched him in high school. Yeah. He was just like, 
just dunking on everybody, just with the, with left hand yeah, dunks. Yeah. And he's right. He just exactly. he just coming doing. He, he just being disrespectful, just just to do it. But ever since he's been in the NBA, he's always been the fast guy. He's been a good shot blocker. He's been a good assist person. But when you think of the next echelon of point guards at his position, he's not better than Dame. He's not better than Russell. He's not better than Steph. Okay, with the Damian Lillard it, argument, right? Oh, uh, don't, don't, don't start Damian with that. What does Damian Lillard do better than John Wall other than score? I'll ask Ryan. Ryan, yeah. would you like to have Dame instead of John Wall in the Wizards jersey? Um, I would probably not take that trade straight up. Thank you. You, you want to take it straight no, up? I wouldn't take it straight up. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and honestly, and, and you hit on one of the things, and it's that defensive intensity. You know, I don't think okay. – when I think about Dame – I don't think of him stopping anybody At ever. All. He doesn't stop anybody. Okay, y'all, you got, you got. Okay, that's that's bad. And that's I, I want that. I want that intensity on my team. You know, he he'll come and do chase down blocks. He'll come and, um, you know, a little bit of the steals, a little bit of the fast break, um, and I, I need that from my point guard. Yeah, but in oh, hey. today's game, in today's game, that's an afterthought defense now almost. If you. The top guards, they put the ball in the hole at a at a high clip. And but for some odd reason, when I when I watch John Wall, defense is amazing. Yeah, and he's just in the best. John Wall is good, but I think something. If you guys don't make to the Eastern Conference Finals this year, Ryan, yep. they got y'all got to break up. Y'all got to break it up. I think he's a victim of circumstance. Like his overall team is not like he's a defensive player. I'd rather put him like a defensive player versus an offensive player. Like, his offense is generated off his defense and, like, how the mood is going, how he changes the intensity of the game. But, like, people like Russ and Steph and Dame, they're all offense first. So that's the difference between him and, like, certain other point guards. Like, those point guards are thinking offense first, I'm going to score, but I don't have to play defense because I got defenders on my team. Russell Westbrook got Andre Roberson. Paul John Rose. Wall always had defenders on his team. Who is on his team that's locking up, though? He had Otto Porter plays really good D. But he not right. Really solid, yeah. He's solid. Morris is solid. Bradley is solid when he wants to be. Gortat was solid. Rebounded down there and, and keeping the paint locked down. You know, you got you got interchangeable parts. Kelly Oubre, they can switch. They can play out of position and play bigs or small. They they've been a good team. That, that's not say he didn't no, have to No, what I'm good saying team. is you're it's been, on paper. You, you're saying on paper. When you go and to the, watch look. them play, when you watch uh, Ryan, I'm pretty sure you watch them play. Yeah. On paper, you think like, oh, yeah, they got six, eight, six, seven guys they can switch. And when they actually play, they get torched. Like, all the time. Those people that you're naming, they get torched. I mean, they mm-hmm. might, like, people like Bradley Beal, of course, he might have, a, like, a 40-point game or something. Like, he might torch somebody, but you look at his matchup, he's not really guarding anybody. Like John Wall will guard you, and he will. They they have had a good team for a good while. Yeah. Even when Nene was when Nene was there, yeah. they was really good when Nene was there. So they've had good good teams. They've had good teams. All what paper. more does John Wall need? No, not on paper. They was really good. They was good in the standings. They weren't really they good was... though because they wasn't winning that much. With the Nene, they were. With the Nene, they were. But yeah, now recently they're not winning that much, and he's been injured when they acquired too. Paul Pierce. Yeah. How far you go with Paul Pierce? How far y'all went? Uh, John Wall was injured though. When Paul Pierce, no, they made it to the hurt. second round. They lost in the second round. Okay, so they've had good teams. They've had good teams. 
They've had good taste. I just feel sorry for you, Ryan. I feel sorry <laughs> for you, Ryan. You know, I, I'm from Chicago. My team hasn't won in a long time. So I just kind of gave them on Chicago. Yeah. You know, I just kind of like, I, I became a Chicago Cubs fan. Sure. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I became a bandwagon fan. Oh, so speaking of bandwagon, me and uh, Daniel had a, uh, a segment the other night about bandwagon teams that you're going to hop on. Yeah. Do you have any bandwagon team you gonna, that you're going to low-key like hop on when no one's listening to you? <laughs> when no one's listening. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's funny. So, so I live um, right now. I grew up outside of DC, but right now I live probably you know uh, forty five minutes to an hour hour outside of Philly. So I would go watch the Wizards play in Philly like once or twice a year for dirt cheap because Philly was bad for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now. And now starting last year, you know, you get people calling you, oh, you know, the Sixers are back, you know, come buy season tickets. And obviously the, the ticket prices have, you know, doubled and tripled. And now they have a good team, not only a good team, but a team that's probably expected to be, you know, top two in the East better than, than the Wizards, probably for sure. Um, mm-hmm. So if there's any team, it's like that's the, that's the team I'm keeping my eye on. Like, oh, I could go catch a, a, a Sixers game, you know, when LeBron comes into town or when yeah, the Warriors yeah. come into town. So that's kind of cool to have a team real close by that's, that's uh, hyped, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool because, you know, when they were terrible and I could get almost like floor-level seats for really, really cheap, it was kind of cool <laughs> to be like, oh – like I'm almost a fan of this team because I'm how close I'm sitting <laughs> to them, but um, but now it's uh, it's it's almost jealousy because it's you know the Wizards were supposed to be, you know the next team up and now the Sixers just jumped them so that hurts yeah yeah and then now LeBron is gone yep. you guys would think the East should be open but I told Daniel the other night I think Boston is king of the East yeah, no question yeah, definitely yeah, no question. I, I agree. they're they're king of the king of the East yep. and. Toronto and, and Washington and and those guys are gonna be playing like fourth, fifth seed, but I don't. That's about it. Yeah. And it's, we're just waiting for the feeling in the Boston game, pretty much. I, I I'll say. Uh, but but Ryan, th- thank you for 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 coming on our show today, thank man. You we so really much. appreciate all the insight you gave us today, man. Is there any last comment you want to leave? No, no. I think you, what you guys are doing is great. I love the the focus on as on sports and, and health and stuff in general. And um, no, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about basketball and mental health. This is I love all this stuff. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. I hope you keep it up. Okay, where can our listeners come to find you at? Like uh, Facebook or Instagram yeah, or like podcast. So um, my podcast again is called the Best Medicine Podcast. It's on Anchor and iTunes and um, Spotify and all mo- almost everywhere. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Angles Rise. That's E N G E L S R Y. That's Twitter, and actually I'm the same thing on Instagram, where I'll do you know tweets about you know the sad state of Washington D.C. sports and <laughs> combine that with mental health advice and, and talking about how people how make people feel better about it. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then I do have a, a Facebook page up for the podcast as well. So that's the Best Medicine Podcast on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Well, thank you very thank much you so for much. You know, sharing your time with us, man. And uh, to our Gen Rat fans out there listening, go check out Ryan's stuff. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you uh, so Dave, much, you got anything? Um, no, I think it's just really cool how you showed me a lot of outlets for mental health support and stuff like that. I had no idea you could have like a whole 
coach to help you with mental health and anything. So you really like open my eyes to so like yeah, you really need if you need help, it's out there. So yeah, I actually, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because that's actually there is one app that I'm I'm involved with that's called Coach Me, and it's a really good app for people who just need a little bit of help. Um, you can you can get a coach, you can hire a coach for you all through the um, the app, and it's really easy to get somebody to work with you. So it's it's a great service. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, all right, guys, we're gonna end up our show. So our gym rat fans out there listening. Have a blessed day and stay in the gym. Stay being a little rat in the gym. Peace. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. All right you too. All right.